Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is all about the power of masterminding with Leanne Weber, the founder of The Founders Team. Leanne Weber is incredibly passionate and supportive about helping business owners exceed their fullest potential. After struggling through three years of business ownership herself, feeling isolated and alone, Leanne decided she needed to surround herself with like-minded people that could help her through the challenges that she was having in business. She searched high and low for the perfect solution, however, couldn't find one. So from a place of necessity in 2018, Leanne created The Founders Team, a mastermind program helping business owners celebrate their wins, feel less lonely, achieve their goals, and grow their businesses while being supported by like-minded friends. In just over one year, the Founders Team has helped more than 100 business owners reach their goals and create new connections, and they're just getting started. Today's conversation, we dive into the importance of growing your network as a business owner, overcoming the fear and awkwardness of attending networking events, the power of masterminding, pivoting and changing to scale your business, recognizing how you work to be able to be more productive, working within your cycle to be mindful of how that affects your energy levels and ability to be creative, recognizing where your genius is and getting help doing the things that you're not so great at and allowing yourself to receive that help to be able to grow your business. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and let me introduce you to Leanne. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do, and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. I'd love to take this opportunity to welcome you to the podcast, Leanne. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure and I'm so excited to jump into this conversation and to find out more about networking and masterminding in the Founders team. So to get started, I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about yourself and what the Founders team is all about. Okay, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a dog mum. I have two beautiful Labradors who are nine and they definitely don't act like nine-year-old dogs. They act like children. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I am a big lover of business. So I started my first business when I was 22, which was a big fail, but that's okay. Um, I then started a business with my husband in 2016. Yeah, 2016. And then... A few years into that, um, yeah, I was really struggling not having anyone to talk to about business other than my husband. I love him, but I just wanted someone else to chat to about the challenges that we were having and to really celebrate wins with as well because celebrating wins with family and friends or people that don't really understand what goes into building a business, they just don't really get it and it's just not the same. So I set out to find my team, my crew of people that I could um, chat to about business, connect with. And um, basically the way I did that was by reaching out to people I knew on Instagram and sending them a DM saying, hey, would you be keen for a, a mastermind slash accountability group? And of the 12 messages I sent, 10 of them came back. So yeah, I organized the first mastermind 
Uh, I was so nervous about it because like these, these were 10 busy business owners coming together for something I had never done. And I was really worried that I was going to waste their time, but we had the best time. Uh, it was really good to, to know, to connect with other business owners and know that it wasn't just me going through hard times or challenges and things I had no idea how to fix. Um, and yeah, when I posted a photo of that on Instagram, I just had an influx of messages about wanting to join, but 10 people in a mastermind was already quite a lot of people. So I created a business called the Founders Team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing that sometimes the best business ideas come out of necessity, right? So they come out of an experience that we have that we want to then either fix or create something that doesn't exist. And I love that you created it just out of that need. Mm -hmm. It was a learning curve, that's for sure. Um, And yeah, I, I started the founders team. Well, it wasn't even called the founders team. I just started facilitating these mastermind meetings without a business name, without a website, no social media account, except my personal one, which probably had about, I don't know, 700 followers. So nothing extraordinary. Um, but yeah, I just posted in a few Facebook groups and heaps of people told their friends about it. And within two months I had over 30 customers. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing. So, I mean, before we dive into much more into the founders team and masterminding and networking, I really would love to go back to, you talked about how you had a business before that when you were 22. Can you share a little bit about that experience and what you learned through that? Of course. (laughs) It always makes me laugh when I think back to uh, this time in my life, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I mean, most business owners don't when they first start out. Um, but I spent $10,000 on stock to create an online store. I didn't do any market research. I didn't have a point of difference. I basically just put the website up with the help of my husband, who's a software engineer. There was no Squarespace back then. <laughs> And um, hoped for the best, really. And I think I tried at it for about a year. I probably made about 10 sales and gave a lot of stuff away to my family for free. (laughs) Wow. Can I ask what the product was? Just clothes and accessories for women. Yeah, awesome. Mm. But I didn't research trends or fashion. I just bought what I liked. And I'm quite a – I don't really buy into trends. I'm quite a classic I guess, type dresser. So yeah, no one wanted the clothes that I had. (laughs) So what was one of the lessons that you learned through that? Uh, Firstly, find your customers before you start your business, which is what we've done for our other two business, three businesses. Um, Yes, definitely find your customers first before you go ahead investing, you know, thousands of dollars into something that you you hope will work. The way you can do that for e-commerce type businesses um, is pre-sales and service-based businesses obviously is a lot easier to do. So when you then started the founders team, was there any fear going into that new business thinking about what was created and not uh, exercised, I guess, with the previous business? I don't think so because I've learned so much since then about business. When I started the founders team, I had no knowledge of marketing and sales. So that was a big learning curve for me. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't nervous about it because 
firstly, I was already full-time in our other business, so I had that to fall back on. And I already had 30 customers before I'd spent a cent Mm. on the business. So I knew that it was tried and tested and people wanted it. Mm. So I wasn't, I wasn't really nervous about that. I was nervous about meeting people's expectations and having happy customers and that type of thing, but not about starting it. Mm. So how did you work through that? I guess getting feedback from customers is really important for me and obviously always going above and beyond. I have quite a lot of experience in customer experience, um, working customer service teams and things like that. So I know how to go above and beyond and just always try my best to make people happy. I guess what I've learned over the past year is that I'm not going to make everyone happy and I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Awesome. And you shared with me just before we jumped on the podcast that one of the biggest lessons you've learned or worked on for yourself is being a little bit more confident. So can you share that journey and how you've, what you've done to actually build your confidence? Yes, definitely. So it even goes back further than when I started the founders team. I remember going to networking events and, you know, I've shared this story quite a bit. I had a panic attack in the car before my first networking event that I went to because I was just so nervous to go and talk to strangers. It just does not come naturally to me. I am quite a shy person until I get to know someone and then I'm very not shy. (laughs) I share too much, I guess. Um, But in terms of working on it, uh, I had my husband to keep me accountable on going to those networking events and pushing my comfort zone. So I I know deep down that if there was something I was really nervous about, I wouldn't actually tell my husband about it so he couldn't keep me accountable (laughs) so I could have an an out. (laughs) But I'm much better at that now. Uh, Yeah, so having someone to keep me accountable really helped. He's just a no-bullshit type person, so he he didn't accept my excuses of, I'm too busy to go to that networking event. I've got so much work on. Like, really, it's two or three hours out of your day. Uh, I could definitely make the time. And then also just doing it consistently. Practice makes perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the same with networking events as well and talking to people, just constantly pushing myself pushing my comfort zone and doing those types of things has really helped grow my confidence. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything in particular that you find works well for you now when you go to networking events? Like if there's anybody listening that also has that fear and stresses about going to events, is there anything that you do, anything you say to yourself before you go in that is beneficial? I have a wine. (laughs) (laughs) That always helps. It really does. I remember actually the first breakfast networking event I had to go to, I was very nervous. (laughs) I couldn't have a wine. Um, (laughs) Yes, so I I dance and I listen to my favourite music um, very loudly in the car on the way there. It really boosts my energy and lifts my mood and just, yeah, puts me in a really good state of mind. I I also, I have become a fan of affirmations, so I tell myself that I'm confident. I've done this before. Sure, it might be awkward at the beginning, but I'll probably make good connections from it and probably some friends and customers even, um, and I might learn something new. Mm, Absolutely. Mm. It's really good to have that running through your mind, for sure. Yeah. And I even think, like, 
what has worked for me in the past is like reminding yourself that most people like to talk about themselves. So if you just have a couple of questions up your sleeve to ask people to start the conversation off, it makes it less awkward. Yes. And majority of people who are also at that event also feel awkward. So <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Everyone is awkward. Everyone feels uncomfortable. I don't think I know anyone that loves networking events. I mean, I guess I do now, but I still feel awkward. Mm. There's always that period at the beginning when everyone's starting to arrive when there's that awkward spin yeah. feel. <laughs> and that, that, oh, I hate it. That awkward stage where you arrive and there's already people there in groups and you feel a little bit uncomfortable going and inserting yourself into a group or a conversation. Mm. So you kind of just hang around for a little while hoping someone will save you or... I've also started doing this. I just take a deep breath and I go up to the group and I say, hey, I'm Leanne. And then everyone's so welcoming. Mm, absolutely. Because everyone's there for the same reason. And everyone's pretty much done that, but 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's so good. So would you say that one of your strengths is actually growing your network? Like, do you feel like that's something that you're really good at? Yeah, I think I've proven that with the founders team. If you asked me that before I started the founders team, no way. And I remember actually in 2017, it was my goal to become a well-connected person. Wow. And I think I've achieved that now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I absolutely agree. And I think it's something I honestly see that as one of your strengths because I can see how well you connect others and it's such a natural, I don't know if it is now, but I mean, it may not have been in the past, but it seems so natural for you, like where you're just like, hey, let me introduce you to this person or hey, I should connect you to this person and you do seem really well connected. Yeah, I, and I love doing that because I know that that's what I wished for before I started the Founders yeah. team. I wanted I wanted people to introduce me to other people. Um so I decided to do it myself, but now I definitely love doing that for others. It's awesome. So what would you say is the benefit to someone to be able to grow their network? So thinking about another business owner, I know it works well because your business is designed to build little networks. So I'd love for you to share on how you see it as a benefit for another business owner to start to build their network and how they go about it. There's so many benefits to building your network. Firstly, it's connecting with people that are like-minded, that you can really relate to, that can have such a positive effect on your business and life in general. You also never know who you're going to meet and who they're going to know. So I never go to networking events with the intention of getting new clients. It's just about connecting with people and meeting new people and learning about people's journeys. But of course, that's a side benefit. Mm. <laughs> but I love that because that also then takes the pressure off yourself, right? Absolutely. So many people go with that mindset of, oh, I have to go there to get a client. And the whole purpose is that I have to sell myself to somebody. And that makes it even more awkward. It makes it so awkward. And no one likes being stuck with that person no. who's trying to sell themselves either. So you just create a, um, you, cr you give yourself a bad reputation by mm. doing that. Mm. It's true. And, you know, if you go there with the intention to connect with people, they're more likely going to buy your service than if you go there with the intention to sell. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Any other benefits you see for business owners to build their network? You can find your next graphic designer or you could find your next um, marketing consultant. You never know who you're going to meet at a network and who can help you with your business mm. you know like we're not just going there to find clients for ourselves but you could also find people that can help you grow your business as well mm. 
Absolutely. Like I think that's a huge benefit. And yeah. when I think about the friends that I've made just from starting Love What You Do and how they're so connected as well that it has helped me go, well, when I need this, who do I go to? A referral is so much more safe and <laughs> trusted when you're actually getting it from a friend. So I love yes. that. And you might find your next mentor or something as well. Like you never know who you're going to meet. Mm, love that. Uh, for the business owners who have never been to a mastermind before, what do you see is the benefit for them to join a mastermind? I'm obsessed with masterminds. So not only do I have this business, I'm also in a mastermind team and they have helped me in my business so much more than I can even explain. Like I don't know what I would do without them and without their help, I would probably still be stuck in a stagnant place that I was in last year if I didn't have their help and guidance. So the benefits of a mastermind is that you can get advice on challenges that you're going through. You know, like as a business owner, especially, or not even especially as a solo one, but even if you've got a team, you can't really talk to your team yeah. about, you know, financial challenges or team challenges obviously you cannot talk to your team about your team challenges um which is why i started the founders team because we were having cash flow issues and team issues um and i had no one to talk to no one that understood so that is a massive benefit of masterminding another one is celebrating wins with people that understand which i touched on earlier um i remember talking to a family member about a massive win that we had in our in our other business. This was before the founders team. And they just they just kind of breezed over it. And it was a huge one. Huge. And they just breezed over it and started talking about themselves again. So yeah, I figured out then that I needed to find mm. some people that understood. And also masterminds are great for accountability. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Being able to have those consistent meetings and check back in with someone and someone outside of yourself to keep yourself accountable is definitely helpful for business for sure. Yeah, because we don't have a boss. <laughs> we don't have anyone saying, have you done that yet? Yeah. Here's your deadline. <laughs> <laughs> My husband did try uh, in our other business before the founders team and I would just kind of get cranky at him because he's my husband you know <laughs> you're in the doghouse tonight <laughs> don't talk to me <laughs> but I love that you touched on celebrating wins I find that that's a really really important part of business especially as you're growing because I think often we can you know be focused on the next thing the next thing the next thing and unless we actually take time to really acknowledge ourselves for how far we've come and what we've achieved and what we've overcome and I've had a similar situation as well where you go to celebrate a big win and they're like oh that's good yeah and you're like no you don't understand give me some damn recognition (laughs) like this is massive you don't understand what I put in to make this happen yeah (laughs) it's funny so I'd love to know what's been one of your proudest moments in business and it doesn't have to be the founders team just in general in your journey oh Uh, I think my proudest moment was actually quite recent and that was in January this year, hosting my first workshop with 45 people attending. Um, You know, I used to be absolutely terrified of public speaking. Honestly, I would, I just would never do it. I would run away from any opportunity to speak in front of people, no matter if it was five people or 50 So feeling confident doing that workshop was probably my proudest moment. Wow, that's awesome. 
And I know you want to do more speaking this year. Yes. How's that going? And what are you working through to make that happen? I try not to think about it too much. I, I did a speaking event last year and I really got in my head on the drive down. So I drove down from the Sunshine Coast to Brisbane, which is about a one and a half hour drive. And I didn't really know myself and my mindset and that kind of thing back then. So it was, a, it was just under a year ago. And I put on calming music and that just made it worse. Wow. So I've realized now that I need to pump myself up, not chill myself out. Yeah. Because I have a lot of energy and I like to bring that to the events. I don't like to be, you know, the reserved Leanne. I like to be the high energy Leanne. Uh, so, yeah, just focusing on the things that make me feel confident and put me in the right state of mind to do those speaking events really helps and so when you do like to speak so is there any certain topics or certain message that you like to share when it comes to speaking um i like to share that anyone can start a business you don't have to have fifty thousand dollars in the bank you can start with nothing i like to talk about my mindset journey um because as we briefly touched on earlier i was not confident a few years ago and i've definitely worked through that a lot I like to talk about life and business. So, you know, everyone goes through shit in life, but we still have a business to run and how to best manage that. Mm. And I also have a chronic illness. So I like to talk about that in, in terms of having a chronic illness and running two businesses. Mm, that must be really challenging. It is a challenge. Also a mindset shift that I've had to go through. <laughs> I've done a lot of mindset work in the past year. <laughs> But I think like in any business, no matter whether you have a chronic illness or not, business is a mindset journey for sure. Like it's literally the biggest personal development journey that you can go on. Absolutely. Because it's it's your business and it's so different. Like I used to be a manager at my in-laws business and I thought that I, you know, I was essentially part of the business and, you know, they wanted us to take over the business eventually. And I thought like I was, I was almost a business owner, but now that I have my own, it is so different having the responsibility of what you spend your money on, how you, how often your invoices are paid, if your invoices are overdue. And then also, you know, maintaining the relationship if invoices are overdue and you're the only person in your business, you're the one that has to follow up those invoices. So yeah, it's definitely different and Mm. challenging that's a whole mindset shift in itself to go from an employee mindset to a business owner yeah yeah absolutely is there any other areas that you feel like you've really grown in regards to your growth in business other than mindset i think marketing i've really grown (laughs) i had no idea about marketing when i started absolutely no idea so i mean it's still a challenge coming up with content personally (laughs) Um, what else have I learned? I've also really been focusing on this year, um, cash flow and profit and actually paying myself a wage. Nice. It is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Was there any mindset shifts you had to have to make that happen? Um, I think probably because I am such a spender. (laughs) Actually, we were talking about this before we hit record. I love to shop. Um, personally and in business. So that's something that I need to really, uh, be mindful of 
and think about my longer term goals rather than thinking about quick wins, thinking about, you know, my goals in regards to revenue and cash flow and profit long term mm, for sure do you invest back in the business as well have you invested in any external education or any external um, you know mindset or mentoring or coaching or anything like that yes i just worked with bay bradfield who was on this podcast a Recently, few weeks ago yeah. <laughs> um she is amazing so she's a sales coach and i'm also currently doing a pr course so learning how to do PR and get into the media at the moment, which is a nine week course. Cool. Mainly for our other business. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's good to learn just in general as mm. well. But I love that in, in the way that you think about like the first year of business compared to the second and third and the different things that you start to bring in and, and invest back into the business. What's been really beneficial for you to invest in? Definitely the sales. Definitely a hundred percent. Sales is something that I've always had a mindset block around. I've always thought of sales as like, you know, the CD car salesman, <laughs> that type of persona. Um, but now I look at it from a place of, you know, I can really help people with my service and my offering. So why wouldn't I want to share it? Mm. So that's, yeah, that's probably the best investment I've made in my business and myself personally. Mm, beautiful. So where do you see the founders team going? What's your ultimate goal with it? Oh, this is such a timely question. I'm working it out at the moment. So I had an amazing session with a finance coach, finance strategist, I guess you would call her. She's one of my members actually. She was amazing. And she has this beautiful spreadsheet where you can just change and tweak a few things and it can, can completely change the amount of profit that you will make. I highly recommend checking her out. She's just going through a rebrand. So I'll share about her on my Instagram soon. Um, so basically she said to me, you know, um, yes, of course you can keep doing this. She loves what I offer. Obviously she's a member. Um, but I either need to increase my prices or implement new income streams. So after that session, my mind was just like running a million miles an hour thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Because I have been thinking about other things that I want to implement, but I didn't know if I should. And that was the kick up the butt to tell me that I do need to do it. So I will be having a retreat in July. So exciting. <laughs> And I'm also playing around with um, a more intimate and intensive type of mastermind. Love that. And I'm hearing this for the first time too, so I'm like, <laughs> so I don't excited. think I've told any, except my mastermind team, I don't think I've told anyone these things. But yeah, it's still very fresh. I'm still brainstorming and yeah. working it out and that kind of thing. Awesome. Awesome. And I think that that's the thing with business, right? You have to always be evolving. Yes. Yeah. So I'd love to know what's one of the biggest evolutions that you've created, whether that be like how before you started the founders team right to where you are now, how has it evolved? So one day I listened to a podcast by James Wedmore called why your membership is not selling. And it completely changed my business model and completely changed the way that I'm doing things and the ability to pay myself as well. <laughs> um, so I, it was a monthly membership and I've 
found that it didn't really, a monthly membership didn't really suit what I was trying to create and build. So what I love about the founders team and the purpose behind it is finding your team of people that you can trust, you can rely on, you can um, talk to at any time about new things you want to implement, challenges, whatever. And by having a monthly membership, it meant that people were coming and going Mm. and they weren't really able to build that solid connection. So I changed it to a six-month program. So we're in the first intake now. It seems to be working well. (laughs) I Having open and closed dates and intakes rather than a monthly ongoing membership, along with the help of my sales coach, I doubled my customer numbers by doing that. Because everyone needs a little push. We all need some urgency. That's so true. Mm. But I think the mindset of it as well is like the... There's, it was too easy to go out, right? Yes. So like if it's a monthly thing, then you're not as invested over the long period of time yeah. and that changes the dynamic of the group as well, I would imagine. Yes, yeah. definitely. Actually, that is really true because I have noticed that everyone is a lot more committed mm. now and really engaged in the program and engaged with each other. And so the point of the six-month program as well is to understand. So at the beginning, we held a workshop the lovely Christine presented at. Um, and the purpose of that was to understand our vision for the six months so that we could share it with each other so that the advice that we give and the feedback that we provide is all related to that six-month vision. Yeah, beautiful. And I imagine that that would have been scary for you to change from a monthly to a six-month and to do a full launch like that. What were some challenges that you went through with that? The, I'm so glad that I had Bay's help with this. Um, the biggest thing that I was, the thing that I was most nervous about was telling my existing members that it was changing to a six month program. But I did a, a video presentation about why I was doing it and the benefits. And I think they really understood that and they understood where I wanted to take it and why I was doing it. Um, and I think only three members didn't sign up. Wow, that's huge. I had a few others that were pregnant that couldn't, (laughs) but three opted out Yeah, just because they weren't ready for that commitment at at this time or things were changing in their lives. So, yeah. Pretty good retainer. Yeah, Yeah, it was good, but I was super nervous sending that video. Beautiful. Wow. That's honestly like I can imagine the fear around that and changing it and then asking people to commit for a longer term as well would have been challenging as well. And I increased the prices at the same time. Mm. <laughs> Big like whole thing. Thanks guys. <laughs> Thanks for supporting me. <laughs> Is there any other major lessons that you've had throughout the growth of your business? I think that no matter what happens, we will get through. I think we can get so worked up in things that go wrong and, you know, berate ourselves and get really down about it, but life goes on. And, you know, that will, that's only a short period of time. I love that quote that goes around that's like, if it doesn't matter, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five seconds worrying about it. Mm. I always remind myself of that because I do, I do absolutely hate it if someone's not happy because of my customer experience background. You know, I want to make everyone happy. Um, but yeah, that's something that I think about when that comes up and also that, you know, my, offer and my service isn't going to be for everyone and that's okay as well. Mm, Absolutely. And I think that's, 
in general, right? Like we can have that challenge in anything that we share on social media. If people don't like it, if the post doesn't do well, right? Right from anything we launch, we put out there to the world that if we have that fear around people not liking it, they'll often can stop us from actually taking action towards it as well. Yeah. And then also the, the roll on effect from that, you know, if, if, if it doesn't do well or people don't resonate with it, you know, what can we change? What can we, we need to look at the offer itself rather than ourselves. You know, it's not a reflection of us. It just means that people might want something different. Yeah. Or it could be that the marketing didn't land or it could be that it was a wrong time. Like there's so many different reasons why it might not have worked. Yes. But it's not a reflection on us as a person. Yeah. So not to, I think I was having this conversation the other day with someone that, that we should be, we should treat business like a game and just kind of, you know, see what works and, and if it doesn't, okay, then what, what about this? Let's try that. You know, there's, mm. there's so many different things that you can try and pivots that you can make in business just because one thing might fail doesn't mean you're a failure. Exactly. And I think that if you're in it for the long game, you're going to try 50 million things, right? It's not something that you're going to try one thing and it's going to be the money maker that's going to change everything. Yeah. It's all about those pivots and it's a business is an evolution. It's always going to consistently change. So we've got to have that mindset to go with the flow and to follow those changes rather than getting caught up every time something doesn't work. A hundred percent. I would love for you to share some tips or some challenges that you've had when it comes to working with your partner. I'm sure that that's been a challenge all in itself. So I have taken a step out of our other business, which is a software development agency, um, just because the founders team takes up so much time now. Um, But when I was working full time, I think back now, And when we first started the business, we were working in one room together, like side by side, and it was not great. (laughs) (laughs) My husband is the type of person that really likes to focus on a challenge and he, he hates being distracted or interrupted while he's figuring out a solution. Um, and the, the solution, the problems are very technical and do require a lot of concentration and focus. Whereas for me, my working personality is, is multitasking. And I just could not get my head around the fact that he couldn't be interrupted. <laughs> I couldn't talk to him. Whereas I'm like talking to him and doing something else at the same time. So that's a lesson that we learned, you know, just really recognizing our personalities I actually ended up moving my desk out to the living room (laughs) because it probably happens with most software engineers. And I have learned how to code and I can definitely put myself in their shoes. It is a very frustrating process until they get it right. Um, So he would, you know, swear at the computer and get cranky at the computer or slam his keyboard. And I was just like, cannot be around this I need my I need my fun listening to music loud workspace that's you know because I was used to having like an admin customer service team like always going phones ringing you know all that kind of thing I'm used to being surrounded by the noise and the vibrant office not the focused concentration uh, type of person (laughs) (laughs) is there any other things that you've noticed for yourself that help you work well I work, I work around my cycle. 
So I know my high energy times and I know when I need to rest, which has been a massive lesson for me. And in those high energy times, I can work 12, 14 hours a day, barely sleep. And I am just so, so productive. So that's when I I do my best work. And then I allow myself to rest when I need it. Mm. That's, and that's difficult. Like as I, I would imagine, like being a high achiever, I can feel that energy from you for sure. And I resonate with that as well, but still understanding your cycles and working with that and just allowing yourself to know that there's certain times in the, in the month that your brain isn't as productive. It's not as creative. It's not as functioning <laughs> and allowing to give yourself the space and the kindness to actually take that time to rest it's, huge. it's so important. I remember, I think it was November, December last year, I had a, a challenge. You know, I think it was when I implemented the changes to my business and I had two people that weren't happy and I was on day one of my cycle and I just lost my shit and cried. Day five, I was like, what was I worried about? <laughs> I just allowed myself to you know, rest for the weekend, come back next week. And I sorted it in honestly like 30 seconds. Mm, So I definitely agree. Your brain does not function the same way. Mm. And just the rise and lows of your, of your hormones that affect the way that you think, right? So it's like, like literally just like you said, it's either a huge bloody problem that you're freaking out about or a difference between a week is like, Oh, no big deal. It's insane. And yeah, I know that day one, I am really self-critical and mm. I get really anxious and I can't even check my phone. I get so nervous about work for no reason. Right. And it, I even find that with like networking, for instance, like there's some weeks of the, of the month that I'm like, love to be in people's energy and want to be out there connecting with more people and going out to events and doing all of the things. And then other weeks that I'm just like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't want to see another human being. I need to just be a hermit in my own house and not see anybody. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And sometimes you just have to give yourself the space to do that. And I think that we can have such challenges in business where we can be so hard on ourselves. We're like, no, but I should be out there doing this and I should be doing that. And yet we can, you know, I find that I'll notice when I'm in that period of time in my cycle where I'm like, you know what? It's actually probably not the best to be out there socializing right now if you're in this energy because people like, won't like you. <laughs> it's so true though because there's times when you're so vibrant and so energetic that people will be drawn to you. Yeah. And then other times where you're just like, you almost have this energy put out. It's like, just go away from me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. And it's so interesting because now I've actually structured my events around that. Same. To make sure that I'm in high energy and can actually be in people's energy and it's not falling on the week that I have my period because otherwise it won't go well. It won't go well at all. And I learned that lesson last year for sure. Yes. I am very grateful that I have a regular cycle. I do not envy those people that have no idea Mm. about theirs. Mm. Crazy. Crazy. Mm. Okay, cool. Last couple of questions. So I'd love for you to share with me, what are you excited about or working towards in 2020? I'm going to launch a podcast, which I never thought I would be saying. (laughs) Amazing. I'm not a huge listener of podcasts just because when I listen, I like to be in the zone and concentrating with a notepad. And I don't often have times that I can do that um, unless I catch the train. Um, So, yeah, I'm launching a podcast in May. 
and the retreat in July. I'm very excited about that. And also just hitting some revenue goals, mm. which I'm really excited for. And, Amazing. you know, paying myself a wage and contributing to our our family. I don't have children, but, you know, husband and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Contributing to our shared funds is such an achievement for me. Beautiful. Any other personal goals? Um, getting my health on track. I feel like I say that every year, but I am really... I am really focusing on that and it's going quite well so far. Is there anything else that you're working on that you feel like that you've noticed within yourself that is holding you back that you'd like to work on, whether it be mindset or whether it be a skill challenge? Well, we've just launched another business, which is um, our target market is completely different to the target market of the founders team. So I have been working around my mindset on that. And I would also like to, um, I have enrolled in a course for learning about psychology that cool. really interests me. So yeah, I have not looked at it yet, but this year has flown so, mm, and that's so crazy. much already, but that's one of my goals for this year as well, finishing that psychology course. Yeah. Amazing. So for those who would love to know a little bit more about the founders team, where should I go to find out? I use Instagram the most. So our handle is the full stop founders full stop team that's pretty much all and our website thefoundersteam.com.au but yeah i'm definitely most active on instagram and so who would you say the founders team is for the founders team is for small business owners that have been running anywhere between one to four years we accept men and women um even though most of our members are women we definitely welcome men I think it's really um, a great dynamic when we actually have both in the room and people that are looking to improve and take on feedback from other people. If, if you're stuck in your ways and you don't really want to grow your business or you don't really want to, you know, um, grow your personal, grow personally or professionally, it's probably not the right place for you. Which, I mean, I don't think that those people are listening to my podcast, to be honest. Yes. Well, that's true. <laughs> awesome. So share with me your next intake and how that's going to work. The next intake opens on the 16th of March and is open for 10 days. So, yes, we will be kicking that off. We'll be running a competition which is really cool. I've got some amazing people involved in that. And I'm actually um, limiting the number of people I take on for the next intake just because I'm already facilitating masterminds for 13 groups. So there's only so many I can actually facilitate myself until I have to look into expansion. Yeah. So there will be a limit on this intake. Um, you want to maintain that quality as well. Absolutely. And work within my cycle. Yes. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so and then if people are keen, they could just connect with you on Instagram? Connect with me on Instagram or fill in the inquiry form on my website. Amazing, beautiful. Is there any other advice that you have for entrepreneurs who are wanting to take their business to the next level? I think um, finding people to help you on that journey, that was a huge lesson that I learned actually. You know, I thought I could do it all myself and my business has, you know, doubled in size and revenue since I actually started getting help from other people. (laughs) Funny that. (laughs) Yes. So recognizing where your 
you know, you're not the most strong, I guess, or things that you hold back on or things that aren't in your zone of genius and getting people to help you with those can absolutely change your business. Beautiful. So what's your zone of genius? Connecting people, connecting with people. Yeah, being around people. And actually, I didn't realize that that was important to me until my last full-time job when I worked in an office pretty much alone. (laughs) It wasn't great for my mental health. I was so bored and so lonely. Um, And also working from home in the beginning of our business journey as well. You know, getting out to co-working spaces was such a game changer for me. And connecting and going to networking events that's when I realized that I need to be around people. Mm. So important to know that about yourself, for sure. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And last question, what's one thing you'd like to celebrate yourself for? I think for coming so far um, with my mindset and my confidence, I am a completely different person in the best way <laughs> compared to a few years ago. And I have lost friends because of that, but I've never been happier. Mm. Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today and everything about the Founders team. Thank you for having me. Oh, it my pleasure. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level.